0: This is a Squeeze podcast, We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 19th of October. In your Squiz today, the search for Cleo Smith, protecting sacred sites, opening Queensland up and the Queen's booze ban. This is your Squeeze today. Carnarvon Clare is a coastal town well north of Perth in Western Australia, like 900 kilometres north. Why we're talking about it is that about 70 kilometres north of there, at a remote campsite, four-year-old Cleo Smith went missing from the tent she was sleeping in in the early hours of Saturday morning. She's not been seen
1: since. Police are saying that all options are on the table. They went to great lengths yesterday to not rule out anything. That includes abduction. uh, Also homicide investigators from Perth have been called to that camping spot. They are also undertaking a really big land and air search of the area uh, in the prospect that she's wandered off. Uh, What friends of the family say is that's unlikely. She's four years old, but they say that that's something that she wouldn't do. Uh, And police are really hurrying to try and get as much ground covered as they can today because rain is expected to set in. Uh, What police did say yesterday, though, is that her sleeping bag is missing and that has caused people to uh, really think about whether she has been abducted and whether that's what police are pointing to. That's all we really know about it at this stage and
0: overnight police have released an image of a sleeping bag which resembles the one that she was last seen sleeping in. Of course they want to hear from anyone who might have any information. Staying in that part of the world, Claire, and the destruction of the Duke and Gorge shelters back in May 2020 by Rio Tinto in order to extend one of their mines was hugely controversial. Whilst it was legal, it went against the wishes of the traditional owners and the lack of consultation saw mass backlash from the community, from shareholders and it eventually forced the resignation of the company's chief executive and two of his deputies. It also led to a federal inquiry into how this was able to happen. The final recommendations from that inquiry are now in.
1: Yeah, and what they say is that new national laws are required to protect Indigenous heritage and also to give traditional owners the powers to refuse those kind of projects, whether they be mining companies or other development, uh, to try and protect those significance sites. What Pat Dodson, who is a Labor senator and also an Indigenous man, said is that it really is about correcting the balance and recognising the significance of Aboriginal cultural heritage. As far as where this goes now, it's up to the government to decide if it will adopt
0: the recommendations. We mentioned yesterday that this was going to be a big thing this week and we weren't wrong. Climate policy dominated the first sitting day back in federal parliament in quite a while. As we know, Scott Morrison is trying to wrangle his coalition partner, the Nationals, to a position. Yesterday, he told his party, the Liberals, that he wants to take the commitment to further lower emissions to the COP26 summit as a nationally determined contribution. An NDC, Claire. What's an NDC?
1: strap yourself in. We're really at the pointy end of jargon when it comes to we climate change. We are. We're right change. in there. We're on the home straight. Uh, and NDC is a firm commitment made by nations. It's not just a statement of intent. And uh, what nations have been asked to do is go to Glasgow with new NDCs. Uh, what Morrison is hoping to do is to do that with a commitment for net zero emissions by 2050. That's a big part of the discussion at the moment with the nationals and also the Liberals, and he did that yesterday. Reports say that he's got good support in his party room for that policy. Uh, but where they're still up for discussion is what might happen with a shorter term target, a target for 2030.
0: Just to be clear, he's got support for that policy from his own party. No word from the Nats yet where they are at on either the short-term or the long-term target. But as you say, Scott Morrison's comfortable that our plan to cut emissions by 26 to 28% by 2030 on 2005 levels is just fine. That was the target set by the government at the Paris talks in 2015. He does want that long-term commitment though, so stand by for day two today. It's the announcement from the Queensland government that many have been waiting for. When will the
1: border open? Yesterday, a date was set by Premier Palaszczuk. It was. It's the 17th of December. Put it in your diary of heading to Queensland from out of that state is something that you want to do. Uh, what Premier Palaszczuk said yesterday is that's when she expects the state to be 80% vaccinated, uh, residents aged 16 years and over. Uh, she's made the commitment that if things happen earlier, if they get to that target a bit earlier, then the border could open earlier, but it won't open any later, even if that 80 percent hasn't been hit.
0: You will have to be fully vaccinated to head across that border. As for Queensland's vaccination rates, it's trailing other states. As of yesterday, nearly 57 percent of those eligible are fully vaccinated. Some say this reopening date could be a good motivator. To the US now, where Colin Powell, the first black US Secretary of
1: State, Claire, has died, aged 84. He died of complications from COVID. What his family say is that in recent years he'd had multiple myeloma, which is a blood cancer, and that left his immune system compromised. And even though he was double vaccinated, he wasn't able to overcome the coronavirus. Uh, Powell is being celebrated in the United States as someone who had a very long and distinguished military career, uh, along with being the first black man to be the U.S. Secretary of State. He was also the first black man to be chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff of the US military. It was during that time where he guided America's campaign in the 1991 Gulf War. Uh, He also, front and centre, when America was going through that 9-11 crisis, he was America's top diplomat through all that, and he was someone who harboured really big reservations about the invasion of Iraq in 2003. Yeah, he was considered a potential Republican
0: presidential candidate, but he dropped his party allegiance later in life. He did support Barack Obama, in fact, and he was a critic of Donald Trump. Petrol prices, Claire, are an age-old news story, but they're really worth calling out at the moment. They're the highest they've been since just before the global financial crisis in 2008
1: a while ago. It has been a while and what is happening is that oil prices have spiked. In fact, yesterday they hit their highest price in years, uh, thanks to really strong global demand because industries are trying to ramp up production to shake off the pandemic. Uh, Also, we've talked a bit about those energy crises in Asia and in Europe and oil is being used as an alternative fuel source to gas and to coal. So, uh, as we head towards Christmas, uh, what the economic experts say is get used to it. We're going to be paying quite a bit for petrol over summer.
0: Yeah, we're talking upwards of a seventy for Metro Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane. As always, prices vary depending on where you are filling up. Bit of news from the Royals now. The Queen Claire is 95 years old and she's been told by her doctor that she should give up the booze. Surely if you make it that far, you can enjoy a martini, (laughs) which is apparently her drink of choice from time to time.
1: Come on. Look, when I hit 95, I'm going to be a massive boozer. (laughs) I think I might also take up smoking just because, you know, if you get to that old, then why can't you? But, yeah, apparently she's really aiming and she's in training uh, to get to those 70 years on the throne uh, mark, those big celebrations for her platinum jubilee are being planned for next year. Apparently she's not too much of a big drinker like some others in her family, but she does enjoy an evening martini apparently. And that's now off the menu for her She's a classy lady, I'll tell you what <laughs> and
0: It's all very fitting Because squeeze the day today from me Is that it's International Gin and Tonic Day Claire, we've had a few G&T's together in our time or did you just have tequila shots straight to the tequila shots? I can't remember <laughs> I would have just been having water
1: for <laughs> oh, yeah of
0: course <laughs> just finally <laughs> before we finish up the men's T20 Cricket World Cup is on at the moment you might hear a bit about it today because overnight Irish bowler Curtis Camper has taken four wickets in four balls for anyone who doesn't know cricket this is quite the rarity Claire Yeah, a double hat trick. It really is quite an incredible feat from the Irishman. I think he's the third person in international cricket ever to do it. So, yeah, there'll be a bit of a chat about that today. I'm sure the team at Sport Today will be all over it. For that and more sports, search for Sport Today in your podcast app. 10 Minutes of Sport every weekday. It's a handy one. That's all from us. Enjoy your Tuesday and we'll be back tomorrow. jpn.com forward slash squiz today.